Hear the word of the Lord. It is taken from Luke 17, 11 to 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went... Uh, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God, except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. We all try to define what good life is. What is, uh, what does it mean to live a good life? And this is only once that we live, so... I think we all need to live a good life. And what is good life? I was thinking about that too, and then this thought came to me. Good life is very simple. Just to recognize that your life is by God's grace. Just that simple recognition. Simple understanding. Your life is by grace. God's grace. When we recognize that, we can live a good life. And I was thinking about uh, Hank and uh, Ina's father. Uh, the last uh, <coughs> few days that he was struggling with his uh, sickness, I visited a hospital on Highway 27. Uh, I think it's, is that, is that, what is that? Etobicoke General? Yeah, so he was there. So I went there uh, to visit him. Somehow that room was very dark and did not have window. Uh, and uh, kind of dark, and he told me. But that that day was like this, bright, sunny day. And he told me, Reverend, how's the weather outside? Is it good? And I said, yes, elder, it's really good, sunny and all that. And he said, I won't be able to see that and I walk again. Will I? And who knows? But I hope that you get better so that you can uh, also enjoy the uh, sun. Uh, he never, he was never able to enjoy the sun again. After a few days, he passed away. Just simple thing like that. We take for granted. Beautiful sun. We can walk around anywhere we want. Just to recognize that life is by God's grace. We can appreciate so much about life. And as Reverend Chung said in the beginning, St. Paul's confession came to my mind after that. He said, I am who I am by God's grace. And his grace towards me has not been in vain. That simple 
sentence has profound meaning. St. Paul recognized that he was who he was by God's grace. And that grace is never in vain. It is important to remind ourselves continuously that my life, we live by the grace of God. Only when we recognize that my life is by grace and we live by the grace of God, then we can have thankfulness. We can live a thankful life. And that is so precious. When you can live a thankful life, that is very precious thing to do. Ten lepers were there. Only one was able to live a thankful life. None of them, they were so focused on their healing. They were focused on themselves. They could not recognize that their healing was by God's grace. Only one person was able to confess and say that my, my healing is by God's grace. That's why he came back came back to Jesus and just to simply thank him. Thank you. And Jesus said, that man gave praise to God, gave glory to God. When we realize that my life is by God's grace, then we have this thankfulness. And when we express that thankfulness and gratitude to God, that is to praise God. And that is the ultimate aim of human being. Our aim is to glorify God. And by being thankful, we can glorify God. But so many people don't realize that their lives are by God's grace. Even in today's scripture, only 10% recognize that. In the whole population probably, even though they have so much, only 10% will be able to recognize that my life is by God's grace. I'm sure our St. Timothy, 90% recognize that. Only 10% doesn't recognize. We are very different in that way. But in the whole world, only 10% recognize that their life is by God's grace. Most people don't recognize that. In Deuteronomy, God said to the Israelites that, uh, these words. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know. To, so to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gained me this wealth. Do not say to yourself these things. It is God who gave you all that. Do not say to yourself with your own strength and with your own power, with your own hand, you made your life. It's not you who made your life. It is God who blessed you. You know, God cannot Bless freely those who do not understand that their life is by God's grace. You know why? For your sake. If you don't realize what you have is by God's grace, then you take it for granted and you even abuse it. 
When you abuse the blessing, the blessing turns into curse rather than remaining as a blessing. That's why God cannot freely bless those who do not understand that their life is by God's grace. Only when you are ready to receive that blessing, God can freely bless you. I think we need that humility to recognize that my, my life is by God's grace. In, in Deuteronomy, can you uh, uh, put it back again, please, Deuteronomy? He said first to humble you and to test you first and in the end do to you good. First, God has to humble us and test us so that, and, but in the end, he will bless us so that we can recognize the blessing. We can appreciate the blessing that we receive from God. What makes us unhappy is the entitlement attitude. The entitlement attitude is a bad thing. When we start living our life with this entitlement attitude, we become very unhappy and we lose our thankful heart. And without thankful heart, we can never be happy. Even if we don't have much, if we have thankful heart within us, we can be happy. That's what I believe. Do you believe that? Yes or no? You have to have. I do believe that even if I don't have much, if I have full of thankful heart within me, I think I can be happy. I can only tell you from my own experience. When I did not have much before, I was happy. When I had thankful heart. A person who takes a simply bowl of rice with a thankful heart is much happier than the person who returned the airplane simply because the stewardess did not serve the macadamia nuts on a nice plate. Don't you think? Who's happier? Entitlement attitude. Entitlement attitude can never make you happy. What I say just now is not a theory. This is what really happened on Korean airline. Behind the thankful heart, there are a lot of good spiritual qualities. Humility, patience, consideration, deep understanding and appreciation, gentleness, full satisfaction and love, and so on. Thankful heart does not just come. When you have these spiritual qualities, as a result, thankful heart comes. But behind the complaining heart, there are a lot of undesirable qualities and characters, such as pride, arrogance, selfishness, complaints, dissatisfaction, anger, hatred, 
and entitlement attitude, and so on. I do believe that thankfulness is not our response to our situations. It is not your response. Thankfulness is a viewpoint. It is eyesight. The way you look at the world, the way you look at yourself, and the way you look at life. That's what thankfulness is. Thankfulness is not response to the situation around you. Just because all these things are good, you're thankful. That's not it. I see a lot of people who have so many things who are, not, who are never thankful. But the people who don't have as much as them, they are thankful. Because it's, a, it's not a response to the situations around us. It is our eyesight. It's our viewpoint. It is how we look at our life, ourselves, and our uh, situations. When we have this viewpoint of thankfulness, we'll be able to see the abundance of life. And all of a sudden, life becomes beautiful. When you have this thankful heart, Everything comes alive. Everything becomes beautiful. The parents that you have, is, they are beautiful. The children that you are enjoying, they are beautiful. The houses that you live in, they are beautiful. When you have this thankfulness, everything comes alive and everything becomes beautiful. Life itself becomes beautiful. I learned this secret. You don't deal with your shortcomings by having more. You can never deal with your shortcomings by having more. By having more, you feel more lacking. So when you feel that you're lacking something, don't try to, uh, don't try to have more because that will intensify your hunger and desire. Do you know how you deal with your shortcomings? By being thankful. When your heart is filled with thankfulness, you don't feel that you are lacking anything. So you deal, dealt with your shortcomings. When your heart is filled with thankfulness, you never feel that you don't have enough. See, that's why St. Paul said, I learned to be content in all circumstances. When I'm rich, fine. When I'm poor, I'm fine. Because his heart is full of richness, is abundant. So he doesn't feel lacking in anything. But it's not just saint who says that. Just regular people, oh, a little bit more regular, little extraordinary person, smart person, uh, will be able to say that that's Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey said this, but she, she's not a saint. Be thankful for what you have. You will end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never, ever have enough. Pretty smart, eh? That's true. That's what the scripture says. Let me ask you. 
if you just leave your heart alone, where do you think your heart will move to towards? Will it move towards thankfulness or will it move towards complaints? Just if you just leave your heart alone, let, let it go, whatever, wherever it wants to go, where do you think it will go? I do believe that your heart will automatically move towards complaint. Why? Because everyone lives with a natural self-defense instinct. That's why people become overly sensitive to dangers around them because we want to protect ourselves. So when danger, imminent danger, dangers come, they are sensitive. And soon you lose your heart to fear. When you lose your heart to fear, you know what the result is? Complaint. That's the result. Complaint. I learned this not from uh, psycho psychological books. I learned this from the scripture. The Israelites, when they're in the wilderness, whenever they face dangers, they lost their heart to fear. And then at the end, what did, what did they do? They complained. So our heart, if you just leave it alone, it moves towards complaint. Why am I saying this? Thankfulness is not something that automatically will happen to you. It has to be intentional. You have to practice it. You have to have spiritual discipline to be thankful. If you're just natural, you'll never be thankful. But when you have spiritual discipline to be thankful, then only then you can be thankful. And you can create a path through the spiritual discipline so that your heart moves to thankfulness. So your heart is here. If you just leave it alone, you will move to the complaint. But if you create a path through spiritual discipline, then this heart will move towards thankfulness. And this thankfulness, once you have it, it will create a new path for you. It will open up new path for you. The road that leads you to abundance, to joy, and bright future. When you have the thankful heart, that road opens up for you. My friends, don't be too smart. If you're too smart, you cannot be thankful because you calculate too much. Then soon you get drunk in your own thinking and you start believing that your thinking is right. You start trusting your own thinking. In the end, we come to a conclusion that I have to make my life with my own hands. That was what God warned Israelites in Deuteronomy. Living is by God's grace. If you don't realize that, 
You are being too smart. If you are smart, too smart, you make everything complicated. You cannot untangle life that is entangled. I asked my older, uh, much older uh, fellows in KSM. They are 70s, 80s, and 90s. I asked them this question. Do you believe that you untangle your life or your life becomes untangled. I believe that, I told them, I believe that my life becomes untangled. I can never untangle my life. Am I right? I said. And they all said with an amen. You don't untangle your life. Your life becomes untangled. Everything will be going all right. And the best way to untangle your life is being thankful. When you're thankful, everything will be all right. You don't have to worry about it. When this man came back to Jesus to uh, uh, thank him, this, this was what Jesus said. Your faith has made you well. What does that mean? He's already healed. His leprosy is gone. And now Jesus is saying to the person who's already healed, your faith has made you well. In other words, your life will be all right from now on. You don't need to worry about. And I realized that faith and thankfulness go together. This man believed that he was healed by God's grace. All nine did not believe that. But this one person believed that his uh, leprosy was healed by God's grace. So next time difficulties come in his life, he will believe that because he already had experience. He, he will believe that I'll be all right because God is with me. When you live with that kind of attitude, your life will become untangled. You'll be all right. Your faith has made you well. You have wonderful life ahead of you. Don't make it complicated. And don't try to untangle on your own. Every moment when you're thankful, you'll be all right. Your life will become untangled without you realizing it. Oh my goodness, all this didn't happen. Why is this? I, I don't deserve this. I, I, don't, I didn't do anything to uh, make uh, these things happen. But that miracle will happen in your life. You'll be all right. You don't need to worry about it. Just be thankful in all circumstances. That is a power to chase away darkness, to chase away complaints, to chase away negative thinking. Be strong.
Let us sing together.